The reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 to 23. Though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not living, not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, and I may share in its blessings. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much, dear Lord, for your presence. And uh, we ask, come Holy Spirit and Spirit and shine your light on your word. Help us to see what you want us to see and hear what you want us to hear. In your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. My name is Lena Harris and I am part of the leadership team here in St. Aldates. And I am from Sweden. Some people know that. But if you didn't know, you can hear. Um, so I'm from Sweden and therefore I speak Swedish. And Swedish seems to be a very difficult language to learn. I've heard from different people. One of them is my husband who struggled to, to learn uh, this complicated language but he has really made an effort during lockdown and now he has really decided to learn to understand and speak Swedish and when he sometimes says a sentence to me in Swedish it is very very powerful I can it's very difficult to explain that if you haven't experienced that it is as if he is stepping in through an invisible wall or door into my world. In our series this summer, Marks of the New Testament Church in the evening service, I will look at the fact that the, the New Testament Church was a missional church and they share the good news about Jesus. And we as disciples and a church today, we are called to the same thing. So Paul went over the borders and he was preaching the gospel. But it was not just the apostles who did that. The churches supported them and there were people who worked alongside Paul, for example. So evangelism and mission will be my focus now and the importance to meet people where they are and to communicate in an understandable and meaningful way when we share the gospel. And important factors in communicating 
well is to speak the language people speak and to try to identify with people and come close to people. That's why overseas missionaries, of course, study the culture and learn the language where they are going. But I think this is true for everyone who is sharing the gospel, even if that is done closer to home, and even if we are not going over national borders. I think the same principles apply and of course, I'm talking about language in a very broad and general sense. And this is important to Paul, as we heard in the reading, and he is a brilliant role model for us in this. He, he did this the whole time. He identified with the Jews when he spoke with them and with the Greek and Roman Gentiles when meeting them, as we heard. Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. And, and of course, we can see this in many books or at the different letters and in Acts. And uh, when Paul describes his work or when we read about his work. But I would like to to focus on acts as well, as we dwell on in acts during this series. So I would like to refer to chapter 21 to 26 in acts, and the end of 21, chapter 21. If you remember, if you were here with us a couple of weeks ago, Charlie spoke from the beginning of chapter 21, and Paul was about to go to Jerusalem. And in the end of chapter 21, he is in Jerusalem after his third mission trip. And just Paul's presence in Jerusalem, Jerusalem stirred the crowds. Very soon a riot starts against Paul among the Jews. And the reason is, of course, Paul's faith and commitment to Jesus but also his mission among the Gentiles. And he was arrested by the Roman authorities in the city, mainly to protect Paul from the angry crowd. And in these chapters, we read about how Paul needs to defend himself again and again. And it's very, very interesting to see how Paul uses his skills very wisely, both his language skills, but also other skills. And this context is, of course, not evangelism, but he is there in this situation because of his mission. And he practices the same principles. He switched between Greek and Aramaic or Hebrew, depending on who he talked with. In the end of chapter 21, and beginning of 22, he asks the Roman commander in Greek if he could speak to the crowd. And the commander was surprised to hear him speak in his language and let him do that. And then Paul turned to the people and when they were silent, silent enough, he said to them in Hebrew or in Aramaic, brothers and fathers, listen now, to my defense. And when they heard him speaking in their language, they became very quiet, it says. 
And he also identified with the Jews. He says, brothers and fathers. And then the rest of his defense speech in chapter 22, he identified himself with the Jewish faith and tradition. And then he later identified with the Roman commander as well. In the end of the same chapter 22, it says, Paul said to the centurion standing there, is it legal for you to flog a Roman citizen who hasn't even been found guilty? And then a bit later, the commander went to Paul and asked, tell me, uh, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I am, he answered. Then the commander said, I've had to pay a lot of money for my citizenship. citizenship. I was born a citizen, Paul replied. So we see how he uses his language skills, but also how he identified with the, the group he is addressing. And the same is true for us, I think. If we want to share the gospel and win as many as possible, we need to communicate with people in an understandable way and speak their language. And to be able to do that, we need to go out, come close to people and learn to know people. If we don't know people, it is very difficult to speak their language. So it is important to invest time and share life, I think, and to meet people where they are. And how do we learn to know people? I think in a, in a general way, one can educate oneself. I think it's important to uh, read or watch the news, read books, um, uh, watch films, and have a cultural understanding. But mainly, I think it is to be together with actual people and learn to know people personally. Not just to be able to witness. It's not about advertising and product in a very tempting way, but because of a genuine love for people and be able to introduce Jesus to them. And I think a very good and direct way to learn to know people is to ask questions. Ask questions in general and to be interested, genuinely interested in people and make an effort to listen instead of just pouring out my own message directly. And also ask about their beliefs when it's sensible or suitable and also ask the Holy Spirit for guidance when to speak and what to say. And he can then tailor our address or our message and let the gospel speak into their particular situation. Of course, the gospel is always the same everywhere, but Paul didn't say exactly the same thing to everyone. It was not ex the uh, one exact format the gospel was packaged in and delivered because Paul knew their worldview and their belief system. Therefore, he used the scriptures when talking to the Jews and referred to the prophets when he prophets. 
when explaining that Jesus was the Messiah they were waiting for. And when meeting Greek and Roman Gentiles, the focus was very often Jesus as the King. The Lordship of Jesus over any other possible gods or kings they believed in, worshipped or feared. To them, Paul proclaimed, the risen Jesus is the only one to worship and trust. So to be able to communicate meaningfully and understandably, we need to know people. We also need to know the word, of course, the scripture and Jesus, and communicate with the aim to be understood. And finally, I also think a key factor is to, to identify with other people, as Paul did so very wisely, as he said in 1 Corinthians 9, I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means, I might save some. So to tr at least try to identify with other people, and that is not difficult. We share most things with other people. We have most things in common. Sometimes we think, oh, we are so different. And in some ways it's crucial that the church is different to the world. But that is because of Jesus and our, that we belong to Jesus. But we share most things with other people. And one can always, because we are created by the same creator and our basic needs are the same. So one can always find areas of identification, regardless of age, age or gender or background. It's not difficult, but we need to make an effort to try to do that. And Jesus is, of course, the main role model in, because he, that is his thing. He identified with us. Even if he was equal with the Father, he chose to and he was sent to us and came close to us, became one of us. And therefore, we can also identify with him and learn to know the Father and find the way home. And if we try to identify with other people, they are then able to identify with us and find the way home. The reason for the riot and turbulence in Jerusalem when Paul was there was the gospel. The resurrection from the dead and the universal invitation to follow Jesus. And it is crucial that the main thing people react to either receive and believe or reject is the gospel, not cultural barriers or our inability to communicate. As I said in the beginning, my husband Steve struggled with Swedish and to learn my language. But as I said, he, he make an effort now in lockdown and really try to, to learn Swedish. But very early he learned, he, he learned to know a few key phrases he knew was important. So for example, he learned to say, I love you in Swedish. And that 
was very powerful and that is still very powerful when he say that in my language. And if we can communicate God loves you in people's own language and in a way they can understand, that is very powerful. Let us pray again that the Lord will guide us and anoint us for our daily sharing of the gospel. Let us pray. Come Holy Spirit, thank you so much for your presence. Thank you Jesus for that you, you have said that whenever we gather in your name, two or three, and we are more than that now. Thank you so much for your presence Jesus and thank you so much for your your presence, Holy Spirit, and we ask for your anointing, for us as the church to even more, more and more become a missional church. We are already, but thank you for shaping us and transforming forming us as, as a community and a church to be missional, to go out, and we ask, and thank you so much that you equip us. You know exactly what we need to do what you want us to do and help us to just walk in your already prepared ways and help us to follow you out. You are already there. And help us to see what you are doing and help us to step in and join you and work together with you. And I, I just want to ask for a deep, deep joy and motivation for us to, to reflect you and be your witnesses. Come Holy Spirit and help us to reflect you and share the good news about Jesus. And help us also to use the skills and gifts you have given us already and help us to use them in a wise way and show us how you would like to lead us where we are already, sharing the good news about you in our families, among friends, in our neighborhood, workplace, schools, university. Thank you so much. Come and do what you want us, uh, come and do and want, do what you want to do and help us to just rest in you and walk in your already prepared ways, Holy Spirit. Amen.